What's up, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Jasmine Minchez, and in this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. Today, we're so excited to be talking about poet, spoken word performer, and educator Marty McConnell. She is a native of Chicago, Illinois, the city she still counts as the biggest influence on her writing. McConnell can trace her life as a poet all the way back to second grade when she wrote her first poem about goldfish. In the copy her mom had saved in their old house, McConnell had crossed out the descriptor orange in favor of golden, showing that even at eight, she already understood that writing is rewriting. She enjoyed English class in high school and dutifully memorized the traditional poems her teachers assigned, like the 18th century romanticism of William Blake. But it wasn't until after she graduated college that McConnell encountered the wealth of more contemporary poets who wrote about what mattered to her, in voices that sounded like her own. Adrian Rich, Sylvia Plath, Sharon Olds, and Sexton, all poets and women who wrote intimately about worlds far more like the one McConnell encountered every day as a queer woman in America. Coming up in the Chicago Slam poetry community, she co-founded The Morgan, an all-female performance poetry troupe in 1998. The Morgan was named for the Celtic battle goddess of war and fate, and in another inspired stroke of naming genius, they call their poetry tour the Wandering Uterus Tour, after the not ancient enough belief that women's mental health issues could be attributed to their rebellious reproductive systems. The Morgan performed until 2001 in venues across the country, and it's just the first of many community poetry organizations McConnell has created throughout her career. She left Chicago in 1999 and headed for New York City, where she earned her Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing from Sarah Lawrence College. She began attending slam poetry nights in the city, taking the train in from her school way up in Bronxville to perform for the crowd at Bar 13. She thrived in the slam community, and in 2000, she made the National Poetry Slam team for the first time. She would go on to compete on the national team six more times, seven years in total. Years later, she also won the National Underground Poetry Individual Competition in 2012. One of McConnell's biggest contributions to the New York slam poetry scene was her work in co-founding the nonprofit Louder Arts Project, a community workshop and performance space to amplify the city's poetic voices. After a wonderful decade in New York City, McConnell decided it was time to return to her hometown of Chicago. She moved back in 2009 and right away she set about founding a new organization to create constructive workshop spaces in her new city. She called this project Vox Ferris, taken from the Latin for fierce voice, to celebrate the joyful noise poets have every right to make with their art. Vox Ferris hosts accessible, pay-what-you-can workshops once a month and creates writing prompts to inspire and grow the literary community. In 2018, McConnell shared her wealth of experience as a writer and organizer with her book Gathering Voices, creating a community-based poetry workshop, published by Yes Yes Books. She is passionate about giving her readers the best tools for creating supportive spaces for poetry in their own lives, because she is so grateful for how much these workshops have helped her hone her own craft as well. 
In an interview with Nancy Reddy for Friction's Kitchen Table MFA series, McConnell shares how her role as a workshop facilitator helps her continue to learn and grow with every meeting. She writes, What I take away from sessions is sometimes content, some concept we've chased down together, but more often is a reminder that the act of exploring ideas and perceptions without a limiting end goal, like a test or grade, is as important to the writing process as putting words on the page. I'm reminded that my job as a writer is not to have all the answers, or any answer, but to live into the questions. Alongside her lifelong dedication to building up other poets in her community, McConnell is a beloved and widely published poet in her own right. Her first collection, Wine for a Shotgun, came out in 2012 with EM Press. Her debut won a silver medal in the Independent Publisher Book Awards and was a finalist for both the Audre Lorde Award and the Lambda Literary Award. McConnell released her second book, When They Say You Can't Go Home Again, What They Mean Is You Were Never There in 2018 with Southern Indiana University Press. This time around, she won the Michael Waters Poetry Prize. McConnell's poetry is consistently so alive to the moment in which it's been created. What I mean is, she never writes in a vacuum. These poems take place right now, in a world on the brink of climate destruction, in an America where racism is rampant, and in a century where you still have to admit the presence of magic is all around us. Through it all, McConnell has a seat at the table in all her writing, even when it's not specifically autobiographical, because of her generosity with her most intimate thoughts. Her poetry also blurs the lines between slam and written poetry, because although it's a different experience to sit before her at the microphone and to hold her book in your hand, the same poet's voice is guiding you all along. Today, we're so excited to be sharing one of her best-known works, Frida Kahlo to Marty McConnell. This poem first appeared in print in issue 23 of Salt Hill Journal. But in the years since, it has been so widely circulated on Tumblr in so many different forms that when McConnell posted it to her blog, she had to set the record straight on a couple points. That it matters where her original line breaks fall, and that this isn't actually a letter written by iconic Mexican painter Frida Kahlo. There's one line in particular that launched a thousand graphic quotes, almost always incorrectly bearing an attribution to Kahlo. So today we celebrate that this poem is all Marty McConnell, every last heartbreaking and gorgeously quotable line. McConnell and Frida Kahlo never met, that's for certain. In fact, it's unlikely that anyone listening to this podcast today ever met Kahlo, who passed away in 1954. And yet many of us may nonetheless feel that we sort of know her. Her striking paintings, especially her tortured self-portraiture, still haunt our cultural consciousness. You've seen her face, you've seen her eyebrows, she laid herself bare in surreal portraits of herself with monkeys, a crown of thorns, hummingbirds, and more. She even painted herself as a fleeing, wounded deer pierced by arrows. And her personal life was as public as her art. Her queerness, her volcanic marriage to painter Diego Rivera, their many affairs, her lifelong battle with debilitating injuries, even how she kept her unibrow. She's become a figure of fascination, inspiration, even adoration to so many. But to assume we really know someone because of the public narrative that's grown up around their life, that would be so unfair and gravely incorrect. That's definitely not what's happening in this poem. Here, 
McConnell does a beautiful job of revealing way more about Marty McConnell than about Frida Kahlo. This piece gets into the poet's heartbreak and her longing for communion with someone like Kahlo who endured so much pain. We think if only we could talk to our heroes, how could she help me survive? The truth is, if we get an answer, it's really born from our own interpretations of our icon and what we project onto them to keep our love so strong. We're only talking to ourselves. This is Frida Kahlo to Marty McConnell by Marty McConnell. Leaving is not enough. You must stay gone. Train your heart like a dog. Change the locks, even on the house he's never visited. You lucky, lucky girl. You have an apartment just your size, a bathtub full of tea, a heart the size of Arizona, but not nearly so arid. Don't wish away your cracked past, your crooked toes. Your problems are paper mache puppets you made or bought because the vendor at the market was so compelling you just had to have them. You had to have him, and you did. And now you pull down the bridge between your houses. You make him call before he visits. You take a lover for granted. You take a lover who looks at you like maybe you are magic. Make the first bottle you consume in this place a relic. Place it on whatever altar you fashion with a knife and five cranberries. Don't lose too much weight. Stupid girls are always trying to disappear as revenge, and you are not stupid. You loved a man with more hands than a parade of beggars, and here you stand. Heart like a four-poster bed. Heart like a canvas. Heart leaking something so strong, they can smell it in the street. So maybe you've seen this poem, whole or dissected, on the internet before. Maybe it's new to you, but whether it's the first or 50th time I read it, I'm always blown away by how much I want to keep every line with me buried in my skin to try to make all this advice into a new set of maxims that might protect me next time. Frida Kahlo's spirit lives in more than the title of this poem. She too loved a man who broke her heart, who lived with her in side-by-side -side houses connected by a bridge. She, too, took lovers, had to close the bridge to protect herself. But when I read this poem, I don't imagine Kahlo. In my mind's eye, I see Marty McConnell moving into a small new apartment with a grieving heart and memories that hurt. And maybe she thinks of remarkable, mysterious, fragile Frida, whose story tells us she must have felt the same way, too. It's ironic and sort of wonderful that the next time we have to move on from heartbreak, we could be thinking of Marty McConnell, whose poetry we love and whose story we've learned in much the same way. Thank you, Marty. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things Marty McConnell. Make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and family members, and we will see you guys next week. Bye! Get Lit Minute is a production of Get Lit Words Ignite. This podcast is created by Samuel Curtis and executive produced by Diane Luby Lane. The episodes this season were researched and written by Riley Kuda, Mila Frank, Dharma Lemon, Nia Lewis, Sakura Price, and Bridget Yang. Our production manager is Sophia D'Annunzio, Lauren Beebe is our editorial advisor, and our digital editor and engineer is Cyrus Roberts.
Special thanks to the entire GetLit staff and donors who make this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more, check out the rest of our episodes on our website, getlit.org. That is G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G. See you there.